morning. Okay, it's not morning time, it's evening time. And I'm coming with you with an episode about the amazing documentary, Killer Mind. Oh, wait, no. Oh, shit. Sorry. What's it called? But The Mind of Aaron Hernandez, the Netflix documentary that just released a few days ago. And Jesus, I mean, take the wheel, guys. I mean, if you haven't watched it, where have you been? Okay, stop watching Riverdale. Pause on the you episodes. I know, I know I'm telling you to do this. And come on, just take a break on the endless amount of Friends episodes that you've been binging on. We've all done it. We've all done it. It's okay. This is a safe space, Karen. But wow, bitch, where do I start? Where do I start with Aaron Hernandez's documentary? Well, just get into the intro. I have no ability to sing a intro song, but I hope you're listening. Follow me on Twitter. Twitter. Okay, now that's done. Oh my goodness! You see, I've already, I already recorded right a few other episodes about other topics. So I've recorded a topic on emotional abuse, and I've also recorded a topic about Korean dramas. But I'm sorry, I, I was sitting here and I was writing, and then I was like, I was like, bitch, like, you, you, what could, what, you know, what other an idea could I come up with? And then I was like bitch you've watched the Aaron Hernandez documentary and you could not stop thinking about it and no other show is you know replacing that void that you know was keeping you awake you know for two days um so we've got to discuss it we've got to discuss it and just big disclaimer heads up if you haven't watched it please don't listen to this episode please listen watch it first and then come back to this episode because it'll be littered with spoilers i mean it's not really spoilers because most of the content and information is out there so you know what read it you know what read i mean sorry read please listen either way okay so oh my god i am so shook it okay so Aaron Hernandez, for those of you who don't, well, you probably guessed, but he was a former um, NFL star who played for the Patriots. He was a very promising tight end. I don't even, I can't stop laughing when I say this because I don't know anything about American football. And that was the first kind of, that was my first exposure to the, ter- like the terminology of tight end and wide receiver. And I genuinely thought, Sarah, you have a filthy mind you know what, here is the holy water, clean your mind. Anyway, um, so he was a former NFL star and he was brought, He was he's basically very infamous for um, being a famous football star who murdered, who was accused of murder and was convicted of murder of, of his friend at the time, um, Odin Lloyd. Um, and it was a sh- death by shooting. And he's also, he was also suspected and he was uh, tried for the deaths of two other um, individuals. Um, He was found not guilty, I believe. And um, so basically big NFL star celebrity, but had everything, the world at his feet, you would think. And he committed murder and he's tried as a murderer and he's sent to jail. And it's just, it discusses how a man can, like how a man can just self-destruct and that will be the demise of him you know he could have everything and he just goes complete like he throws it all away and um it's such a fascinating documentary anyway so I've watched it and 
Oh my Jesus. I was so, I did not expect that I would feel sorry for Aaron, Aaron Hernandez, but here I am. And I feel like, who am I? Because you know what, God, I mean, God rest his soul, Odin Lloyd, the victim is no longer, you know, his family will always have to suffer for the fact that he's not here. And there's no excusing of the fact that Aaron Hernandez took the life of someone. But what is so fascinating about the documentary, man, all of the factors, all of the factors that talked about Aaron Hernandez, um, his, there's so many factors that what made him do what he did. And so to start, he came from a very abusive childhood. So his father was also a football star, very like well-respected, well-known in the local community. So Aaron really looked up to him and respected him, but at the same time really feared this guy because this guy was abusive. He was physically abusive, emotionally as well. And I think it was just, it was heartbreaking as well to kind of read about it. Uh, sorry, to hear, watch it. Um, watch the kind of descriptions of how Aaron's childhood was like, um, especially in his relationship with his father. So he basically suffered from a lot of abuse from his dad. And that's not the only thing. He also suffered from sexual abuse. So he suffered from sexual abuse by, I believe, um, an older friend or an older person when he was only six years old, or he was only a child. And when I tell you, I was just so like, I couldn't even describe it because I, I I can't even abuse for me like that for such a child. Like I just, I don't, I can't process it because it's just so hurtful and it's so upsetting to watch or even hear or just to know that somebody went through that. And I, and you know, the fact that I don't think he got appropriate help for it. I don't think he, he basically didn't get any appropriate therapy or treatment or just any sort of recovery from the awful things he endured when he was such a young child. There's like a heartbreaking clip where he basically is on the phone to his mum, who is awful, by the way, in terms of like how she addresses Aaron. But that's another story. But he's basically saying, look, I was a perfect kid. I was like a really happy kid until you fucked me up, like until, you know, things happened. And it really makes you like think into this mind of like such a young kid, you know, who's carrying so many demons. Um, again, though, this doesn't excuse him, but it's just so like, I don't know, you really feel for the guy for like the shit that kind of like he had to go through in the beginning. And also, so he suffered from that. And then his dad died. His dad died when he was 16. And then his mum, his mum, I think, had, like, yeah, had an affair with his cousins. Like, by the way, right, his mum had an affair. And the person she had an affair with was married to Aaron's cousin. Sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm not describing it very well. But basically, Aaron's cousin, her name is Tonya Singleton, I think, Tonya, right? She was suffering from cancer. And so that's Aaron's cousin. And Aaron's cousin, Tonya, has a husband. I think his name was Jeff. Aaron's mum had an affair with Jeff, with Aaron's cousin's husband. I mean... What can I say? I think it was something really ridiculous, the time frame. I can't remember. I don't know if it was two weeks or two years or two months. It was something too. I can't remember. But either way, affair with, you know, a relative in the family who's also, like, you know, like, who's married, like, and also suffering from cancer. Like, 
anyway, that's another one for the storybooks. Oh my god. And then and then there was another thing as well. And basically, he was bisexual. And he did he was so terrified of anyone finding out about his sexuality. And I know there's a friend in the documentary in the end of the episode, he's like, you know, Aaron wasn't ashamed of who he was, you know, he was proud, he just, you know, didn't think it was the right time. But then I'm just like, dude, come on, like, I don't know, the way this guy was behaving, like, I don't know if he was necessarily proud of his sexuality, I think he really struggled with his sexuality, because the transcripts of how he described um, trans prisoners, and um, especially, I think also as well, homosexual, like, gay prisoners, or just gay people in general, he was very disparaging, it was not very, the language was very, very awful, and quite um, discriminatory, and so I don't think he was proud, I don't think he was fully, I don't think he fully embraced his bisexuality, or his sexuality, I think he really struggled with it and um there were like some theories as well about um that was maybe one of the reasons why he did what he did because he was it really like affected his identity because he I mean that's not to say that you know because there are so many people out there who struggle with their sexuality in terms of how it shapes their identity and who they are and also struggling to embrace it when they come from a very difficult upbringing or when they have a very like hostile um environment that's not very receptive so that and and they don't go out and murder people but i guess it's very interesting when you kind of combine it in the boiling pot of all the horrible things that are happening to this person and then oh my god and then his fiance shiana jenkins like had no idea and to be honest i don't really know as well like how how that would like how people in those situations would know because sometimes you just don't sometimes because it because if you go into that territory of like oh she should have known then it kind of makes you think like oh there's like people who have like you know like knowing who's a bisexual and who's gay is like really clear because it's people who are have different sexual orientations come in all shapes and sizes so it wouldn't necessarily be clear I don't think we should adhere to a stereotype but it was really interesting because I felt like she didn't want to accept any I don't think she wanted to accept it. Um, and that's just going from the vibe I got in the Dr. Phil interview she had. So there's that. And then what else was there? There was, yeah, the NFL being, wow. Like, you know what? Players go through so much shit. Like, oh my God. Like, what can I say? What can I say? Like, they're basically, it's like glorified violence, glorified sport. And hold on, I'm just going to wait for like the noise in the background to go. Hold on. Yeah, if you can hear that, it's I don't have a Spotify studio. So I'm in the bedroom, like just having to make do with the noises in the background. But anyway, um, so else? Oh, so the NFL... I for me the sport American football is glorified violence. I don't like it in this now. I don't really like it in the same way I don't like boxing, um, because I believe both sports are. I don't think they have any value. They are just we're just cheering on the destruction of another human being, um, and the that rings true with the NFL because with Aaron, he suffered from CTE, and CTE is a I think brain disease that 
severely impacts I think he had a, it would also severely impact his frontal lobe so basically it severely impacted his decision to make like ability to make decisions to exercise control it affects like impulsivity and you're more prone to like becoming aggressive and anger issues and when they did his study like when they did his like he don't basically when um I can't tell you what happens oh I will but basically when they studied Aaron's brain they discovered that his they, they discovered his brain, he was only 27 at the time, mimicked somebody who had gone through severe head trauma. Like he shouldn't even have that for somebody so young. It should be for someone, not even should be, but they see those cases in people who have like undergone severe brain damage. Oh, does it, sorry. Um, yeah. And that's like somebody who's much, much older, but for somebody so young in Aaron's age, it was just unlike, it was just a completely extraordinary. So I can definitely say the NFL his work in the NFL and like constantly having to like be a pro at football really damaged him. He was damaged. And I think he also said, I think he was some saying along the lines as well that he felt like he wasn't himself. Like things were, he just didn't understand why he did certain things. Um, again, doesn't excuse his behavior. He still has it. He, his actions are his actions and he has to take responsibility for that. But it's very fascinating. And um, I think it was really, I think, it's just also it's good to talk about the NFL and like football as well, American football. Um, I just think it causes, I just think, yeah, it's very damaging. And like, I know that Tom Craft, I think his name is Tom Craft. I think I got it wrong. I think, but wait, NFL owner name, something Craft. Robert Craft. I said Tom Craft. I think I just mixed Tom Brady and Robert Craft. But Robert Craft um, was like at the end, like, yeah, you know, we've got the most like safest um, uniforms and we've got like the best like medical care. So our players are like safe and like, you know, you can trust your sons to like join the NFL. And like, you know, if you're a mom or you got a child or a son, like, or if you're a mom and you got a son, you know, nothing's more American than like signing them up for the NFL. And I was like, oh my God, propaganda is real, people. Propaganda is well and truly kicking, alive and kicking. But, and also what was interesting is that Aaron, when he was younger, wanted to be a cheerleader. Like he, you know, I think he saw like a relative or someone being a cheerleader or he saw it somewhere and he really wanted to do it. And then his dad literally beat the shit out of him. Like just like, knocked it straight out of him be like no you're not being a cheerleader so can you imagine if um and also his dad was not receptive to um anybody uh, basically it was implied heavily implied and also i think someone said that his dad was not at all open or receptive to um having a gay son like he was not not with it not with it so if Aaron had been allowed to be a cheerleader, allowed to pursue his own goals and ambitions, wasn't pressured to be his dad's shadow, um, was allowed to embrace who he was, including his sexuality, would he be in the same position that he was? And also had a better mum, sorry. His mum was not very nice. I don't think his mum was... Um, that's just my opinion, I'm sorry. Because his mum, like, I remember they were, they were showing a phone call between the two and his mum was like, yeah, you're earning 40 million. Why don't you give me a million? You know, I got DJ here. Can't you just give me money? And, like, he's just like, what? And he's like, what? You can't just ask me money. Like, you know, like, I don't have 40 million. And two, why don't you can't just demand money from me like that? It's just the tone, her tone was really bad. Um. So anyway, so if he had 
been allowed to be a cheerleader, not pressured to be his dad's shadow, wasn't um, embraced in terms of his sexuality, identity, and um, his mother was more supportive as well and didn't do, like, wouldn't have an affair with his, like, cousin's husband, then, you know, maybe, maybe he could have been different. But then, again, we will never know. And also, um, at least in, I believe that in, in my religion that what will be will be and what is meant for you is meant for you and that is your fate and that is your kismet so that was meant for him but it's very interesting in terms of going forward like if you have a child um in that similar position you know it can show how damaging it is to really pressure them and like shape them into being somebody who's not like into someone that they don't feel is them um because i remember aaron saying like um um, I don't know actually what did he say I can't remember oh no I remember what he said he basically said I've got everything I did everything and um what more like I'm not happy or something like he did everything and he's still not happy or I don't know or I don't know if he said it but I remember that there was a narration that said like you know he did everything that you did society would deem successful you know he was um he became a pro athlete a celebrity he's famous he's bought his own house he's got a loving wife sorry fiance he's got a child and he's got everything but he's still not happy and it goes to show and and it kind of rings as well with a quote by will smith um very recently he said that you can't achieve your way out of trauma of childhood trauma or you can't like achieve out of trauma or something along those lines and that is so true like you know and I, I think this can apply to a lot of like people of color as well like um especially whose parents are like um immigrants or you know haven't um the kind of second generation like that mindset like you know achieving really hard and making sure we provide for our parents but also at the same time having to carry real burdens and traumas you know and like as we can cut like we have we might I for example have a tendency to compartmentalize them and just be like yeah no I'll just like once I do that and that and get that then everything will be fine but that doesn't work that way you've really got to like heal yourself otherwise you'll have all these things but you'll just self-destruct and that's really what happened with Aaron so Again, I'm not absolving him of any like of any guilt or any ble- like he he did what he did. And I also think even though he was found not guilty, I think that because of all the trauma he endured and also the damage he had to his frontal lobe and to his brain, I do think he was I do think he was responsible for the um other two murders, but he was not found guilty for that, but yeah, so I do think that. And and at the end of the day, he did what he did and um he made those decisions and you know it is what it is but at the same time it's you know I think because Odin Lloyd's um, amazing mother um you know forgave Aaron and um you know she she still she worked really hard for her son like making sure her son was like got justice in the right way and um she forgave and I feel like I feel like it's very easy to compartmentalize people into black and white. And it, and I think this documentary really makes us look at people in a like complex way to understand that they're still humans as well. And they're just, they're driven by their choices. Um, they're shaped by their choices, but they're also shaped by things out of their control. So I think it's very important to have like a nuanced perspective. Um, excuse the noise in the background. I'm trying to suppress my own anger issues. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, but what what else? Um, 
yeah so yeah I just think it's a very fascinating documentary and it's quite sad as well because this person was a very troubled individual with lots of demons in his head and didn't have any um outlet or recourse or didn't really have anyone he could feel like he could be completely himself with um so you know it, I mean it is what it is but it is still a very sad situation um and I think one of Odin's friends as well said that something along the lines that he actually felt sorry for this man because like you know when you feel like pity like you feel sorry for this man like you know I mean it still doesn't take away the fact that a man's life has been lost but when you look but, but that Odin Lloyd was really well loved by his community he had such amazing like he had such an amazing support system of his friends and family like everybody loved him and his community really looked up to him and so his his death was a real loss and and then his friend was very rightly saying that you know um like you know Odin Odin was the one that was rich you know he had everything he had the love and he had the nurturing and Aaron was the one who was poor because he didn't have any of those things yes he was wealthy but he was completely he didn't have any like person he didn't have any wealth of health like he was just lost and um his friend was saying like you know it's Aaron I feel sorry for so it's very you know it's it's just fascinating, man. It's just fascinating. And what's, you know, interesting is that this Aaron was, um, pro pro like, projected to be one of the greatest, like, I think, tight end, tight end duos, um, shall we say, the duos in the Patriots history, in the history of um, American football. But, you know, life happens. You can't, you can't achieve your way out of your demons, out of your trauma. And, you know, I guess this is a perfect example, perfect example. So yeah, so all I will say is, guys, if you haven't watched the documentary, please do. It should have been a six-part series or a five-part series because I do feel as though they should have like expanded a bit more on the sexual abuse and um, the CTE aspect of his um, story. Um, obviously, that can be very triggering for some people with the abuse, um, but it's an important. I think it's a very important um, angle to discuss because um, it's not something you should just disregard as some you know lightly it's very very real and very impactful so um there's that so all I want to say is definitely watch the documentary and um my prayers as well and my thoughts are always going to be with um Odin Lloyd and his family um who went through yeah who you know his family will go through um having to be without him every day and that is something that's very horrible to imagine and I'll also also pray for Aaron as well um you know you gotta just um I mean I think for families families I think um but you know you just gotta forgive gotta I mean I don't know it's a very difficult situation but my heart goes out my heart goes out to like people you know who really loved um everybody who was affected by the story um who, who lost their lives so yeah and yeah so okay so yeah um, thanks for bearing with and I'll see you guys soon. All right. Bye.